Hey guys, it's me Jasmine, and today you're listening to World End If Humans Went Missing. This is our first episode, and it's on the ecosystem. Now, I won't really be talking about plants on this one, because there's a lot of plants-based ideas that have to do with man-made things, which is episode two. So let's jump right into it. First, we're starting with human head lice. Now, human head lice would go extinct because there's no humans for it to attach onto. I've never had lice, but I've heard that it is not the most fun thing to have. And actually, on My Strange Addiction, there's a mom who is addicted to picking lice off of her kids' heads, which is pretty gross, but it's whatever. Now, another pest that nobody really likes are roaches. Now, roaches in cities would die off a little, but not all the way, only to lack of shelter and heat. Now, they can still roam around abandoned buildings that haven't collapsed, but there's still not enough heat to really keep them alive, especially in Massachusetts here. It gets really cold in the winter, and it's just not the best place to not have heat in. Now moving on to farm animals. Abandoned farms are terrifying, but that's where barn animals that were able to escape would go to. It's shelter from storms and whatnot, so it's perfect for them. But pets on the other hand, they would have more trouble escaping because houses, they have doors, they have windows, they're kind of closed in. But bigger dogs and cats would be able to get out somehow. They would find a way, most likely, but if not, then they would kind of starve to death, I guess. Just like smaller animals, like hamsters, geckos, fish, I don't know, birds, they would all kind of die off pretty quickly, where cats and dogs would fight more to get out. If the bigger dogs got out, they would eventually form packs and they would hunt down smaller animals, like what dogs already kind of hunt outside, like rabbits and small birds and whatnot. But they would also start to hunt down the smaller dogs that were able to escape the houses. Now cats. Cats would also form packs, which you wouldn't really expect unless you see like fisher cats outside, but pet cats. There would be different specialists though, depending on where they lived. Like there would be ruin specialists, there would be mountain and rock specialists. And it's all kind of where they live. Like if you're up in the mountains, let's say Maine or New Hampshire, they would be, they would most likely be mountain and rock specialists. Like they would be able to climb the mountains to get to food and shelter. Now let's talk about zoo animals. A lot of them, like snakes, would probably die off. I mean, some snakes might be able to find a way out, but zoos kind of specialize in the animals, so there probably won't be any mistakes in the cages, but you never know. Now, animals like birds, like how they have those bright tropical birds, like parrots, outside in some zoos, they would not be able to escape. They would probably just die off. But the zoo animals that could escape, they would end up 
either dying out while they're outside because they can't adapt to the environment or they would become specialists just kind of like the cats and they would end up thriving and repopulating in the cities and it would kind of change the environment in total because let's say a gorilla got out now gorillas are not from cities they would probably be the top predator um and they would kind of mess with those dog packs the cat packs they would also mess with deer if there are deer where you live coyotes they would probably feed on those animals moving back on to big cities there's subways like in boston new york subways are already gross enough but crustaceans can evolve to live in human rooms or scavenge off cat and food scraps in the sewers they would most likely live in the sewers which is pretty gross but it is what it is Now, the sewers in total can turn into underground ecosystems, and those ecosystems can have all sorts of animals like large rats, blind hypersensitive cats that didn't make it into cat packs or decide to stay on their own, carnivorous cats, and yet again, the giant crustaceans. Now, you're already thinking, aren't there already large rats in sewer systems? Well sorry to break it to you but the rats will get bigger because there aren't humans to scare them off they will end up starting to become top predators and they will be the size of the cats and the cats will end up getting bigger now blind hypersensitive cats will live in the sewers because they have no need for light anyways and it's just easier for them to hunt food since they don't have to rely off of light in the sewers Now, heading away from animals, let's go on to the weather. Now, wildfires, they can easily start. I go more into it in man-made things, but they can just easily spread. So smoke from the wildfires, it can cause acid rain, and it will naturally pollute water ecosystems, which will harm the animals that were already there, and will probably allow different mutated animals to live there. Now, one lightning strike could burn down a whole city or forest without firefighters. People help the environment more than you think. Yes, we destroy a lot of it, but we also help out a lot. And without us, forests can burn down entirely. Think about the Australian forest fires. But the forest fires would destroy everything. Yes, we did have trouble controlling it a lot and we kind of had to naturally let it burn out a little bit but it would be 10 times worse if people didn't help especially the animals living there there's a lot of human waste out in the oceans pretty much everywhere if you're driving down the highway you're gonna see trash on the side of the road now think about all the trash in the oceans people are trying to make things to get the trash out like i've seen these ships with like really small netting so it can easily pick up smaller pieces of trash. But without us, we wouldn't be able to do that. And all of our trash from decades would still be there. So all these animals would still be eating it. They would still be getting stuck in it. And humans wouldn't be here to get them out. 
we wouldn't be able to solve our own problem, we just kind of have to let it stay. A good thing is though, is that many animal populations will go back to how they were before humans evolved. Now we all know that we and apes, we went two different ways, but animals from back then, they would kind of go back to how they were. They wouldn't evolve backwards. I mean, they could somewhat, but they wouldn't really do that entirely. They would kind of just move forward in a way. They would move forward to not having to deal with humans. They would have to deal with other mutated animals. But going back to the zoo thing, there are also other animals that might survive that aren't from that habitat. So it can make it difficult for other animal populations to get back to how they were. So only some will. Now, sadly, our only vegetation type thing in this episode are garden veggies and fruits. Now, after a hundred years or so, they would go back to natural wild streams. Now let's just talk about watermelon, for example. Watermelon, it wasn't all pink or red and juicy. It was kind of just like a large rind and then it had little circles in it. And people who have a fear of like holes or bumps or stuff like that, they would hate it. I mean, humans wouldn't be here still, but it's just... It would also affect the animals because animals are used to eating all these foods. And if the wild strains, they start coming back it'll mess with the population of animals even more. Now that is all for episode one, the ecosystem, but we will go more into vegetation in episode two, which is man-made things. it's me jasmine and today you're listening to world end if humans went missing now this is our second episode man-made things now as promised on the first episode we are going to go back into plants and somewhat animals towards the end now sudden lack of human maintenance would cause immediate changes in the cities as we talked about last time the animals taking over But this time we're talking about buildings collapsing and plants just taking over everything. Now, tree roots would help crack the rose, which allows seeds from birds to fall into the cracks and create even more vegetation, like trees, vines, and even random weeds everywhere. Rogue tree seeds can then take root and dismember buildings, which can cause buildings that are rotting to fall apart easier. After about 25 years, the streets and sidewalks would be almost completely covered in vegetation. Now going back into the subways and sewers from last time, instead of animals, we're going to be talking about rainfall flooding the subways. Now, without people to run pumps that divert rainfall and groundwater, subways would easily fill up with just a ton of rainwater. 
and engineers today say that it would take about 36 hours, so not even two days for that to happen. Water running underground would corrode the metal that holds up the streets in large cities, and it would cause the streets to collapse, so eventually the subways would end up collapsing. Glitches in oil refineries and nuclear plants would be unchecked, which would most likely result in massive fires, which would cause nuclear explosions and nuclear fallout. An example of the nuclear plants being unchecked is the cooling water inside of them evaporating. People say that this would ha happen after about a year, but honestly, it can happen anytime. It just depends on how long that cooling water takes to evaporate. Now, lights around the world would shut down. Solar panels and wind turbines would still be able to generate electricity without maintenance for a couple months, but after that, all the lights would shut out. Cities like Las Vegas and Dubai would become complete deserts. Now, going back into the wildlife from the last episode, there's tons of trash that can easily affect the animals, and we don't exactly know yet how the mass amounts of waste will affect the wildlife, and the mountains of waste we've left could negatively affect them very easily, but like I said, we don't know, so this could damage the new ecosystems that were created after humans went missing. Now we all know that it takes trash a long time to decompose, but different materials take very different amounts of time to decompose. But those mountains of trash that I was just talking about, they would linger and they would end up being swept into the oceans and they would over time eventually become layers of sediment. Now after 500 years, bridges would all collapse and dams would overflow or burst meaning that it could vastly change all of the ecosystems. Many forests could be drowned out and that could completely kill a species. Now when factories or warehouses end up falling apart, oil could easily leak and kill aquatic life because of the dams overflowing and bursting, meaning water can get anywhere pretty much. That oil leaking into the water, it can go so far much farther than it could have before with just these rivers and streams it's just lakes and just huge bodies of water and aquatic wildlife will end up spreading when the dams overflow and burst because animals will adapt to that and it will just completely wipe out so much aquatic wildlife thank you for listening to episode two in episode three, we will be talking about the world itself, meaning what would happen to Earth in general. Hey guys, it's me Jasmine, and today you're listening to World End If Humans Went Missing. Now, we already went over episode 1, the ecosystems, and episode 2, man-made things or creations. And on episode 3 today, we're going to be talking about the world itself. Now, remember all the stuff that we put up in space? Well, all of the objects we put into our solar system would end up crashing down onto Earth after about a year or two. 
Now, this will affect the animals, but it won't affect all of the species. Like, it won't affect animals as in making species go extinct. Now, the only evidence of man-made buildings after 10,000 years will only be stone structures. Now, this fits into episode 2, but I decided to put it here because going back to the Mayans in ancient Egypt and basically every ancient civilization, some of the only things to last are stone structures. Now, I kept it here because basically if there were alien life forms to go to our planet or let's say some species of animal or some bacteria ended up evolving into very smart life, then they would be able to find these structures and base their civilization off of it, or they could end up living there or treating them how we treated the Mayans. They could treat a stone structure that we made. Now, the natural carbon cycle would return atmospheric carbon dioxide levels back to normal after 250,000 years. That is a lot of time, but if you think back to pretty much the 1800s and up, how much we have pretty much destroyed the earth, it makes a lot of sense because the earth is basically doing all of this by itself without our help. I know humans have tried to help fix what we've done, but the earth doing this itself, it will take a lot of time. Now, the earth would make its climate go back to its quote-unquote normal before humans ended up being such evolved creatures that we could do all of this stuff. Now, going back to episode two with the nuclear explosions, the nuclear fallout, after the nuclear explosion clouds would cover the sun, causing the temperature to drop. Now, this is if there isn't a nuclear fallout that destroys the world. But if there was, then none of this would happen. But we're going along with, it didn't destroy the world, but there are a lot of clouds covering the sun, so the temperature is dropping. What would also cause the temperature to drop is the CO2 decreasing majorly when humans disappear. That will also cause the temperature to drop, and it will end up causing an ice age. So, in the end, history will pretty much repeat itself. Now, this doesn't mean that the world itself will end. It will just mean many species will die. Now, there probably will be organisms trapped in ice that will be able to live afterwards. There are bacterias, diseases that we have today, that can survive in the ice. But there are some life forms out there that can survive out of the ice and they will evolve and they can become smart creatures like humans. They can end up getting this knowledge that will help them to live how we are today, but not how we live today necessarily, not trashing our planet. They can look at what we've left behind, depending on how long this temperature drop takes, they can find different structures of ours, like the stone structures. They can find them 
and repeat history, except without a lot of bad parts, but they can make their own mistakes. Now with history repeating itself, that is the end of World End if humans went missing. Now, I'd like to give a thank you to lifescience.com, marketwatch.com, businessinsider.com, and quora.com in the chat forums for giving me my ideas and topics for this podcast. I would also like to give a thank you to vectorstock.com for being able to give me the picture for my podcast. That is the end of World End If Humans Went Missing with your host, Jasmine. Thank you.